Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad we're going to hang out for the next 40 minutes or so to talk some Disney. We've got some great questions, and Pam and Ricky join me to tackle those questions, including questions about what to do with one kid-free night. The in-laws are going to take the kids. Julie's coming over from Scotland for a very long vacation. Where should they go? They want to have a nice meal. They want to get some entertainment. They don't want to stay out super late, but they also don't want to be back to the hotel by nine. We give some suggestions for a great night out. We also talk about the best thing we've ever eaten on Disney Cruise Line and what separates the Disney magic from the other ships in the fleet. We get a question about the favorite snacks at Walt Disney World that are peanut butter based because we have a listener who uh, has a child with a peanut butter or a peanut allergy, but she's coming down solo for springtime surprise. So she can actually have a peanut butter dessert, a peanut butter snack because her daughter will be back home. So where would we go for that? And we also talk about speculation on what a restaurant have saved the NBA experience at Disney Springs. This and much more coming your way on today's show. Don't forget our show is always brought to you by the magic for less travel. We'd love to help you plan that next Disney vacation. And right now we're helping folks plan great Disney cruises for the summer of 2024. Remember, you're going to get a great onboard credit when you book with uh, the magic for less travel, and it's going to cost the exact same as booking directly with Disney cruise line. Just swing by the website, themagicforless.com, put in that free, no obligation quote, and an agent will get back to you right away. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online that supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the show who keep everything rolling throughout the year. We couldn't do this without you, and our patrons get that bonus show. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast ready to take a trip to the world you found the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast this is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage Welcome to episode 2260 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rahman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope the show finds you well. It's finding me well as I make my truck out west to Disneyland Resort for the next few days to uh, check out all the happenings with the Disney 100 events and all the new happenings, especially at night at Walt Disney World. If you are somebody who likes Disney after dark, Disneyland's going to have a lot going on for you this summer. And we're going to bring you that that uh, information here over the next few days. So give me a follow at Mike. We're going to talk to you about World of Color, all the changes and improvements to that experience. Of course, the, the new parade coming to Disneyland uh, Park there in the evenings. I love a good nighttime parade. I've lamented that at Walt Disney World for so long. I'm so excited to see that. All the good food and uh, drink at the uh, the resort as well. So uh, give me a follow. We're going to bring you that. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. So uh, can't wait to share that with you from Disneyland this week. But we're going to answer your list of questions as we do here every Wednesday. And I got to give a special shout out to the folks who listen from the University of Illinois, Chicago, women's basketball staff and, and crew. Because I got a wonderful text that somebody discovered the show. I know the head coach. Coach Bracy actually listens to the podcast, and that is awesome. And she had a great season, took the team from three wins last year to 19 wins this year. 
in the Missouri Valley Conference. So congratulations on that. Appreciate that support. We're proud of the the Lady Flames up in Chicago. But we're going to get to the list of questions. That's why we're here. Joining us today from down in Atlanta, Georgia, you'll find her at themouseforless.com. We have Ricky. Ricky, how's it going? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And uh, I just want to say, you know, thank you. A few listeners have actually sent me a few things uh, for baby Lucy. So I just wanted to say thank you to those who actually did send things. That was very nice of you. So, um, but yeah, just... uh, you know, it's it's starting to be spring here in Atlanta, and it's I mean, the the weather temperature is starting to be spring like. It was already spring like, like as far as like the you know trees were budding. You know, they started budding back in February and stuff like that. But it's starting to feel like spring right now, and it's amazing. So I've been taking Lucy on walks, and you know, just just hanging out, and you know, really enjoying. She couldn't have picked a better time to be born, let's just say. <laughs> like, I actually get to go outside and hang out with her and, you know, just just enjoy the wonderful springtime weather. So that part has been fantastic for maternity leave. <laughs> that is a good time to be out. Let me just say, too, shout out to my next door neighbor, Brad, who uh, for the first time this year busted out his tractor. As soon as I opened up the mic to record the podcast, he, yes. he, he, he must know, like he knows, you know, at 545-ish Eastern, you know, it's a great yeah, time to Monday. cut the grass every single week because that's when Mike records the show. So shout Absolutely. out to Brad. I love Brad. He's a great guy. Shout out to Brad next door because <laughs> if you hear him, he's out there just chilling in his, uh, you know, bucket hat, just rolling on the, the, the Massey Ferguson or whatever it is. I don't know. Nothing better, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Also joining us, we have the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel, Pam Forrester. Pam, happy Wednesday. How are things up in uh, Pennsylvania? Happy Wednesday. So we had a very exciting weekend. When the storms moved through, we lost power for about almost two days. Oh, gosh. Um, It was shocking, I will just say, um, for a number of reasons. And of course, this is like one of those times where, like, of course you miss electricity when it's not there, right? Yeah. Do you forget all the things? (laughs) The electricity um, things that electricity runs? Like, yes. I mean, it's just like, I would walk into a room every time turn up try to turn on the light right still doesn't work try to do this try to do that um we had to figure out how to get the fireplaces on without electricity so we did do that um oh we were able to do some other things too in the end we ended up getting a hotel one day because we were just like uh i can't like, take this anymore yeah. well it was really cold um oh. and so all that and so now, of course, Steve's like, how much of the Generax? Do we need to put one of those in? I'm like, well, this really only happened once. So, right. But see, here, here's the thing. You, you know, like if he buys one, that guarantees you for the next decade, you will not lose oh, power. Right, to never that, that's yeah. exactly how this stuff works. I know. I'm like, could I just tell him I bought one? Would that work as well? Would it? And so then whatever. I don't know. So anyways, yes, the whole thing. So, but um, yeah, I feel bad for the folks who went through the storm things. We were, we just had the electricity issue and um, that's just the nature of living out in the country. So yeah. we're discovering that. No, we were thinking about Pittsburgh because we did see, I follow up, you know, a lot of cheer accounts because of Mallory and all the competitions we go to that one of the gyms actually in Pittsburgh was destroyed by the storms. They lost the roof. They, they lost wow. a couple yeah. of walls in their gymnasium. But here's the triumph of human spirit, right? It, it was one of the, the top gyms in Pittsburgh. And immediately within this happening, you know, and getting the news out that they, you know, their, their building, their gym was condemned. Um, all the other gyms within Pittsburgh donated time for these teams to go ahead and practice and finish their seasons. So the, the competitive oh, gym cool. said, hey, 
We'll make it work. Your girls and guys can come into our gym. We'll find practice time so you guys can practice for Worlds, for Summit, and get your seasons completed. Not a problem. There were six other gyms that jumped right in, so these kids and you know young adults will have plenty of ample space. So your your community rally together, and I love to see that. And they are they're really good at stuff like that. I mean, whenever anything happens, um, everybody else sort of jumps in. So it's uh, it's really nice to live in a place like that. So. Shout out Pittsburgh. And PNC Park will be full too here soon. Let's hope. Because I think you have a better season than people think. I love you love think. your park. I got to get out there. As long as you're not <laughs> yes, the Yes, you do. Goes. You should come out this summer. I know. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Okay, so here we go. We got to jump into the questions. First question comes from Julie in the inbox. We're going to hit some from the live chat here. Julie says, hey, Mike, you and the BOGP crew, were do I hope you're doing well. And congrats to, to Ricky on the arrival of Little Lucy. I have, I have another question. My family's upcoming two-week trip from Scotland is coming up in July. My mother-in-law will be traveling with us, so my husband and I have a chance for one kid-free night while she kindly babysits. Kind of nice. like Ricky's mother-in-law right now as we record. Right now. <laughs> Shout out to mother-in-law from Jeff City Mo. Exactly. The big question is, what should we do on this rare night of freedom? I love this. A great meal is a must. And it would be nice to do something that the kids perhaps don't normally have the patience for. We thought maybe a dinner at La Cellier and an evening properly exploring World Showcase. But from what I remember, everything tends to shut down once the fireworks are over, which might cut the night a little short. We're not looking to stay out until 2 a.m., but midnight would be nice. Or would Disney Springs or the Boardwalk be a good option? Or a special resort? Would love to hear your ideas. Thanks so much. Julie's over in Scotland. I just like saying that because a guy from Missouri trying to give a Scottish accent is uh, terrible. Okay, Pam, yeah. throw it down. They, they they don't want to be out till 2 a.m. That's just insane at this they point. They don't want to be out till 2 They don't want to get kicked out at 9 p.m. either. So, uh, I get you. But they got to have a good meal, but a little nightlife. What do you think? Well, so I have a good sort of melding of their suggestions. If they do eat somewhere in the Epcot area, even if it's not in Epcot, you'll be able to easily get to the boardwalk and do some things there as well. Um, of course, one of my favorite restaurants is located on the boardwalk and that's Flying Fish. Yep, <laughs> um, it is so good. Um, I recommend it all the time. I think that's a great option. And you'd still be, depending on when you have that, you'd be able to go into Epcot either before or after, see the nighttime show, do a little world showcase, that's fun. And then you can always go back to the boardwalk and do jelly rolls. Um, Atlantic Dance Hall at different times is open. You could just sort of explore that whole area. I, I love to walk around that area at night. I think it's so pretty. It's so special. Um, you get to see the beach club, the yacht club, the boardwalk, and that's all worth exploring, um, in my opinion, at night. And just sort of uh, like every now that we start walking, then we come to a bench, we sit for a while and people watch and look at the lights. Then we get up and walk some more and then come to another bench and do all that. So I think that that's the perfect place to do it. Um, and I'd give one of those a shot. What I might do too, to add to that, I think that's a great idea because you could, you could eat at Flying Fish, great restaurant. You could also do Trattoria Al Forno, which is a decent restaurant. There's a lot of choices at the Swan and Dolphin. Um, where do we eat over? We ate at El Molino over uh, Marathon Weekend, which was fancy, fancy. They made us take off our ball caps when we went into the dining room. Wow. I'm saying. Scott and I were like, sir, you got 
Take off your hats. I'm like, what? I haven't taken off my hat since 89, but I'll do it for you. So we did. <laughs> um, but it was good. I mean, it was fancy. It was, I mean, it was nice Italian. But I mean, there's lots of options and you could do that. And there's live entertainment on the boardwalk. You know, if you don't want to do jelly rolls, they always have like, a, you know, jugglers and, you know, like semi-magicians and kind of things like that. And it's kind of fun. Also, what I think might be, you know, just very laid back, just for you and your husband, you could hop on the Skyliner and just kind of explore the Caribbean beach, go over to the Riviera, maybe have a drink at Bar Riva, look around there. And if you want to be adventurous, go down to Pop and Art of Animation and look at all the wild, you know, families with all the kids and be like, we don't have any right now. We're cool. Like, <laughs> not our kid that's screaming. I don't know, Ricky, any thoughts you would give to, uh, to Julie over in Scotland? So I had one idea. I don't, I mean, I know they don't want to stay out lately, but... It, 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 it depends on how you want to do it, but I feel like uh, a Disney After Hours event could potentially be, you know, something that could be on the radar. Because there are some uh, parks that stay open late, like, till 1 a.m., but there are some that, that stay, you know, that they only go till, like, 1230. So um, it just depends on the time of, uh, you know, the, the year and stuff like that. So that could be an option. Uh, you know, you could have dinner at one of, if it's like Magic Kingdom area, you could have, you know, dinner at, say, you know, Narcoosie's or Citra Coast or something like that, or maybe the California Grill first, and then head over to, you know, the Magic Kingdom for Disney After Hours. Um, if it's for Epcot, then you could definitely do, like, La Cellier and then enjoy the evening there. Um, or, you know, if it's, um, in, uh, not Animal Kingdom, uh, Hollywood Studios, uh, you know, you could do, uh, there's always Hollywood Brown Derby, um, which I know is, is super popular. Um, I like the lounge though. I think that's a, a, a really great choice too. Um, and then you could, you could spend your evening there. So like, I feel like, and you know, you, you can always leave a little early if you didn't want to stay out, com you know, completely till the end of the, the evening. But I just feel like that might be an option that that's different and unique. Um, and you know, obviously you can do the boardwalk too. Um, but just the one thing is, is keep in mind, uh, that the car situation, if you're, you know, on Disney property, uh, and you know, you are at the boardwalk getting back to your hotel, may be a bit of a challenge. So you may have to Uber, um, or something like that, or, you know, take the long road to Disney Springs or something. So I thought uh, you were just, just going to remind her that if she's driving to drive on the right side of the road, cause she's from Scotland. Yeah. I, I yeah. Know, the left side thing, just, you know, please. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> so. the rules. But anyway, I just wanted to, to send out the reminder of if you do do the boardwalk, You'll just need to find a way back to your hotel because that's not going to be the easiest thing after the park's closed. Uber and Lyft are a piece of cake nowadays. You just they are. There and just, yeah. Man, they're quick, even at weird times. So, yeah, good they call. Are. And enjoy. It's a, yes. that's, that's a beautiful gift from your in-laws or parents. I don't know. I can't remember who she said because I deleted the email. But whoever's doing it, yeah. That is email. a wonderful gift. Yeah, I delete yes. them because... We got a bajillion in the inbox, so I'll try to clean it up as best I can, but it's still a mess. All right, Andrew, our good friend up in the Northeast, so good that I have him here. He has a question. I think it's going for Ricky. Would the NBA experience have lasted if Disney made it a themed restaurant like CityWalk's old NBA City while still including the interactive stuff? Thoughts? Hmm. I... Oh, my gosh. And the ESPN alert just went off on my iPad right as I read that question. Oh, you probably didn't like, hear it, you, but it was I like did. perfectly timed to a sports question here in the studio. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what. A, hopefully a Cardinal didn't just get hurt or traded. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, I honestly think that the NBA experience would have had trouble no matter what. Uh, you know, it, it, it hit at that right time, right before COVID, uh, and then got shut down because of that. And then it just never, obviously never rebounded. 
Uh, get it? Read it? Never mind. Oh, that's um, good. Anyway, I like that. Yeah, hang on, hang yeah. On. See, see, there you hang go. Hang on. Where's the Where's there you go. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was waiting for my thing. Uh, so, you know, I just, I don't, I don't, because that's why they closed it at, you know, Universal. I mean, it wasn't super popular and, you know, it just didn't do very well. So, I mean, I, I can't, I can't see that adding a restaurant to it would have added much for Disney Springs either. Uh, I just think it was a, a poor idea overall, but I mean, I know that uh, Bob Iger was, is pretty decent friends with uh, the guy in charge of the NBA. So, matter of fact, I think one of the rumors is the guy who's in charge of the NBA might be the next CEO of Disney. Who knows? Uh, Are you so, talking David? No, David Stern, I think passed. I don't know. Brian would know because he's a fan of the Spurs. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's a so. really weird thing because the NBA globally is huge. Like, I yes. get why Disney wanted to put something there for the NBA. Like, it's got a gigantic, gigantic, huge, like, following True. internationally. True, but, but they would have Adam Silver, see Andrew knew. That's uh, who it but, is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think if they were going to do something that had a glow, a huge global, you know, reach, you'd do like a soccer type yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that'd be not... better. But the NBA is marketing, like the you know the, the, yeah. the professional soccer. Yeah, that's weird though because professional soccer, even though it's like really hot now in St. Louis because we have like the best team in the league all of a sudden with this expansion right. team, we're the only undefeated team, which is really bizarre. But, um. I, I just don't know. Like, it should have worked. Like, on paper, I see why Disney wanted to pull the trigger. But then again, like, I'm from St. Louis, where the NBA has no, like, traction. Because we don't have a team. I mean, I've, I'm in Atlanta, where there is a team, and they don't do well. Yeah, you it's, know, it's, like, it's not, it's not like, something that's, like, like I get super... both sides of the thing. Like, I see why nobody, like, I would never go. Like, I could care no, less. No. I'm a, I'm I mean, a college it would have been hard now. to take Brian. I mean, I mean, I would have done it once. But I think that that would have been a place, like, you go one time, maybe, and that's it so and you, but you'd ha I, you'd almost have to be a big nba fan to want to go i feel like i so. agree i agree that's a good good question though andrew good dining probably would have helped but i don't think it would have put it over the over over the rim no, no. I tried. Hey, that was terrible hey, that, that was wasn't terrible that wasn't as good as okay uh david's got a question i think it's a big one for pam hey mike and bogp crew after hearing y'all talk for years now i'm finally taking my family of five on our first disney cruise for spring break next week well, let's just pretend like I got this email. Time. Uh, we are sailing the magic out of New Orleans. Thanks, Mike. And heading on a five night trip to Cozumel and Progreso, uh, Mexico. Did I say that right? Because I've never gone to that port. I don't. Is it Progreso like the soup? I have no idea. I've like I haven't gone to that port. It anyway, might be muted. That's not the no, question. I'm oh, OK. OK. Got it. Two questions before we depart on our DCL experience. My bad, David. It kind of we didn't get we had a lot of emails that week. One, what's the best thing you've ever eaten on board a Disney Cruise Line ship? Ooh. And two, what is the one thing you appreciate in particular about the magic as compared to the rest of the DCL fleet? Thanks again for everything. And he said, P.S. Roll tide. <laughs> All right, I like that. That's why his question got answered today. Even though it's late. Sorry. No, whatever. I tried. Okay, so my best thing I'm gonna give you. And it's still, and it's it's sad because it's a specialty restaurant and I feel guilty eating a lot of these, but I just want to crush like 59 of these every cruise. It's the, and I know they probably don't even, it's the sticky buns at Palo at the brunch. Dude, oh I could kill, gosh. I could eat every one of those in the dang ship. I could probably eat a hundred, if, if it was like, who was that guy that used to, he was a guy that like ate all the hot dogs. 
every year he won the the, the, the <laughs> no. one guy that ate the no, Nathan's uh, hot dogs. Uh, he was on the Amazing like, Race. He was he was on Amazing Race. Hot dog guy. Yeah, he was on Amazing Race one time. Oh, I, I forget no what his name idea. was. But anyway, like I could crush a bajillion of those things. They're so good. That's but you got to have like you're at Palo. You got to be an adult. You got to be fancy. So like no. I try to cut it at like four. You know, I try not to be like a hog. But I could eat like forty. Sticky buns, Palo, absolutely my favorite thing. All right, Ricky, what about you? Disney Cruise Line, best thing you've ever eaten on on board any of the ships? Uh, well, <laughs> besides the meal at Remy, which literally is the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. Um, gosh, I think isn't there a at one of the restaurants? Isn't there a molten lava like cake or something, chocolate cake or something? Or am I making that up? Maybe I'm making Palo. There is. Well, there's Palo. Yes, yes, yes. I knew that one. Um. They used to have this thing, and I mean, it was so simple, and I, it was only on pirate night, and I don't think they offer it anymore. It was a banana that was rolled in coconut. It was really good. Yeah, that it would kill really me, because I'm allergic it to It was really fantastic. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, during pirate night, they would have, like, the, the you know, the taco the buffet that was yeah. only, like, literally, like, like 20 minutes. minutes. And, yeah, I almost yeah. lost a hand and they put the thing down. I got my hand yes. in there. Yeah, I almost and lost so the hand you can get, like, baked potato, you know, with, with all the tacos. fictions on top. Or, yeah, like Mike said, the, the tacos. Those are good. I mean, you gotta have the ice cream on, you know, on the top deck. That's a that's a must-have. Um, We're not I'm giving very think. fancy stuff, though. We're going tacos and ice cream. And, I know, right? you know, a sticky bun. I mean, it's like something you get off a vending machine, probably, but... Yeah, no, no. But it's, Pam, Pam have... can save us. Pam, what's the best thing you've... Because I bet you Pam's had, like, a super cool, like, fancy, nice thing. And well, what about no, the ma- think... what about the magic separates her from the rest of the fleet? What do you think? So, first of all, the food, um, I think that I'm going to say, like, one of my best meals ever, like Ricky was at Remy. I've done um, brunch and dinner there. Um, and I, I just think it was a, a really good experience. It's a yes. long experience. You do pay extra to do it. And I felt it was worth it. I didn't <clears throat> really, I, like, after that happened, I didn't really think oh gosh i wouldn't i wish i wouldn't have spent that money same i walked away like that was money well spent it just truly was money well spent so i think you know that's absolutely um worth you know doing if you like that kind of thing um as far as the magic first of all you're going to be excited because you get to do rapunzel's royal table yes one of the main dining rooms so (laughs) That's really good. Make sure that you check that out. That's something that the other um, cruises do not have. And um, they have the Snuggly Duckling. Uh, the bar changes over to the Snuggly Duckling. Um, yes, that's fun too. Yeah. And you'll also get to see Tangled, the musical. Um, so that will be there as well. Um, I also like um, the Keys. Um, that's like their little yep, sort of jazz club yep. or more adult, I will say, mm-hmm. sort of subdued kind of lounge, right? That's one of the things I really do enjoy about the Magic. You can go there. Sometimes they have some tastings there um, at different times, but that's kind of a cool pace. And just, I think... Um, you know, make sure that you enjoy, I always say this, a sunrise and a sunset when you're at sea. They're worth it. It's worth getting up um, if you aren't normally up at that time. And um, just go and soak it in. It's worth it. I will say back, I think this was the magic. It was either the magic of the wonder, but I think it was the magic. Just fun fact about the magic. 
it used to have carpet in the adult area that it was like a map of Route 66. Cause like, I think one of the bars in there was Cadillacs or something like that. It was like themed like a Cadillac or something. Mm -hmm. And on the carpet, they had Florissant, Missouri. They did have Florissant, Missouri. Yeah, yes, I, got, I laid totally down and got have a picture. picture of it. Yep, laying there. I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's still there because they they yeah obviously redone, redone the ship, so. but it was on there and I used to lay there and be pointing at. It's pretty cool. Okay, uh, let's see. Paul's got a question about Cruise Line too, which is uh, real recent. I don't know the answer to this, but curious question. And by the way, it was Joey Chestnut that we were talking about that crushed yes. all the hot dogs. He was on Amazing Race, by the way, and uh, thanks to Sean for that. Uh, let's see here. He says, hey, guys, I asked this during the draft uh, on Sunday night, but wasn't able to hang out to see if it was answered. The new Is the new Lighthouse Point for Disney Cruise Line on a the same island with a Carnival Princess Key? We took a short four-day uh, cruise, and we saw a lot of cranes and work being done in the distance. Looked elaborate. Just curious. Pam, do you know? Because these islands aren't technically islands. They're like a section of an island that Disney Cruise Line or other cruise lines will rent out and, you know, kind of quarantine off. Is, is this a shared island with another line? I believe it is a shared island. <laughs> um, and I don't know specifically if it is the Carnival Island. It's about 115 miles away from Castaway Key. So um, that's the area that it's located in. Um, but yes, it is a shared island. I'm not sure how that all will go on, what they'll do, all of that. Um, but the um, the name of it is Eleuthera. Mm -hmm. Yes. That yep. is the name of the island, Eleuthera. Yes. So I don't know if that is the same as the carnival ship, but it is an island that disney does not own in full right. like it's not only there so yeah all right he says he snapped a few pictures so i'll have to check those out with him very cool it is interesting all the dynamics of that because every you know it started probably 20 25 years ago it's like land grabs from all the cruise lines right i mean you know royal got coco k they had labadee you know but they, they rename everything right because even castaway keys not named that technically it's named right. something else you know if you look on a right. map and but it, it's cool because everybody's kind of got their, you know, Disney Cruise Line wanted to be X amount of miles within Port Canaveral so they could be within striking distance of Walt Disney World and do land and sea vacations. Everybody's sure. got what they're looking for in their line. But it's cool because, like, you know, Princess is looking for this, Royal's looking for that. You know, one island's more tropical and laid back. One's like an adventure park. It, it, it's basically kind of like just different theme parks. <laughs> these, it is. These little it's really an extension of the vacation. When you think about what is um you know what's included in my cruise the fact that these islands um are included in your cruise yeah i think it's pretty remarkable it's like instead of going to a port somewhere else you're basically porting somewhere where they're going to provide the food the drinks and the fun and so, lots of, yeah lots of twist. specific experiences they can give you like i know we did royal we did like a like a gravi graviton like coaster like it was like a little roller coaster but i mean it was it was gravity you know that we went down right we also did a gigantic zip line this was a lobby years ago and <laughs> the sucker was high i remember i got on that thing I'm like okay here we go it was it was wild it was after the second podcast cruise i think because we did a back-to-back -back. we did five nights on the dream and then seven on Freedom. i remember when you did yeah, 12 I nights that. it and we were in it we were in an 11c on the podcast cruise and we were gone for two and a half weeks for four people with luggage for four people in an 11c 
Yeah. Oh man. And we made it. It That's was fine, brave. but it was tight. That's I'm brave. just saying it was tight. <laughs> okay. Francesca has a question here. Hey, Mike, Pam, Ricky, and Scott. Uh, this is a question about peanut butter recommendations. So if you put that in your title, dude, it's getting on the show right away. Cause okay. I love peanut yeah. butter and it's unique. She says, I'll be running my first run Disney race next month at springtime surprise. Mike, thank you so much for booking my trip. Thank you. But for all the great information about run Disney as well, you provide on the podcast is very helpful and inspiring. Since this trip will be my first solo trip, I have something on my bucket list besides finishing the race. I'm looking forward to a peanut butter treat. I love peanut butter, but because my daughter is allergic to peanuts, we've removed them from our home and pretty much replaced it with other nut butters. They do the job, but they're not the same. That'd be my nightmare. I love, <laughs> I know, pe- right? I love I, peanut I butter. I so hope oh, Lucy's not allergic to God, peanut butter. I, right? I, I love peanut butter like 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 a mistress. Okay, would love to hear your opinions on the best peanut like butter. St- Hang on. What? I mean, I could I could I could I could have an affair with peanut butter. I don't know what I'm saying. I do. I lo- I love peanut butter pretty bad. It's pretty strong. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> oh After I said that, I was like, if I should have said that, but I do love some Forget peanut butter. For- when he was hungry. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, where's the record scratch? I should probably get that out of here. Hang on. <laughs> I should have used that. I'm just like, wait a minute. Hang on. We need to back the yeah, train hang up on, on back that it one. Up. <laughs> I love peanut butter like a. Okay, there yeah. we go. Anyway, I said it, so I'm not leaving it. Whatever. Yeah, let's continue. We would love to hear your opinions on the best peanut butter snack streets at Walt Disney World. I'll be going to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot and maybe Disney Springs, if that helps. Thanks so much for all you do, Francesca. Francesca, if I see you there, say hello. It'll be great. I'll be down there at Solo, too. My favorite one is the peanut butter and jelly milkshake at uh, Primetime and also over at the Fountain at the yeah, Dolphin. They have, they have a. It's not as good, but it's pretty good. Um, well, you think, can't. You have else? to dine at. at um, you do have to sit down 50s. now. I know yeah, that stinks. Too, yeah, I used to just get them to go with the tune in. Yeah. Well, so what else do we have for peanut butter snacks? Peanut butter cold brew coffee from oh. Gideon's. Yes. It's so good. If you yes. like coffee and you like peanut butter, these two things. Like I get one of these every time I go. There are very few things that I can say. I make a point to get every time I go, but this is one of those things good choice good choice good yeah Yeah. i mean you're not gonna go wrong you can't so at um at the uh boardwalk they have the ice cream uh parlor there they have a basically a mini no way jose um i forget what like the name it's something beachy um i got it the last time i was at at disney uh but it's it's a really really good ice ice cream it's got the peanut butter and the chocolate and peanut butter chips and chocolate chips and i mean it's so good uh, and it's like three different scoops of ice cream. It's a lot of, it's a lot. Trust me, it's a lot. I could have totally shared it with Brian, but I was pregnant and I was like, nope, this is mine. I'm not sharing. So um, that's my suggestion. There's also like peanut butter fudge that they have uh, at like the Main Street, you know, confectionery and stuff like that. So um, that would be an option as well if you're looking for just a small little treat that has peanut butter in it. Yeah, my Pam was super excited because uh, they just announced today that we're recording on Monday, the, the, the 27th, that the treat of the month that starts today at Dairy Queen's, the S'mores Blizzard. Ooh. And that's like her jam. And they did not have it last year at all. Like she Ooh. loves the S'mores Blizzard. I'm here for that. Yep. Yes. And so we were talking about that because she heard rumors of it on social media. So she tried to order it last Friday. We went through there and they're like, ma'am, it, we don't have it yet, but we're going to have it on Monday. 
And they, they tweeted it today. So I sent her, she got all excited. But here, the point right. of that is on Friday, I was like, she's like, well, Monday I'm coming. Or she's like, next Friday, I'm getting my, my s'mores blizzard. And you're not getting one because you won't be here. And I'm like, hmm, I'm getting my ice cream from Gibson Girl on Friday. <laughs> she's like, where? I was like, Gibson Girl. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's the ice cream place on Main Street at Disneyland. Remember yes. that you can mobile order. It's like. Oh, shut up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the No Way Jose, too. Uh, if you really yeah. want to go big and go, I mean, you'll be, you'll be, I mean, hey, 10 miler, dude, eat it. No Way Jose, crush it. That's what I say. That's why you run. <laughs> All right, Emily Marie has a question. Hey, Mike, I have a question. I'm hoping to get answered on the Wednesday show. We're going to Walt Disney World in late October. It'll be me, my husband, and our almost two and a half year old son. My son is more of a night owl and does not get up super early in the morning at home, usually between eight and nine. We're staying at the Polynesian and our plan is for two days at Epcot, two days at the Magic Kingdom, one relaxed day at the resort with Halloween party at night, one day at Animal Kingdom and one day at the studios. We'll be using Genie Plus every day. We will rope drop the Magic Kingdom days, but because we don't plan on doing any attractions my son can't do, I'm thinking about not rope dropping any of the other days since a lot of the e-ticket attractions will be off the table for us and I figure we can attack Genie Plus for the things we want to do. This will also allow us to be in the parks more in the evenings. As a Disney fan, I have rope drop to park clothes ingrained in me, but I know with a toddler, you need to adjust. Will I regret skipping rope drop most days? Thank you. Emily's down in San Antonio, Texas. Here's my thing. Now, Ricky's going to say, yes, sleep in. <clears throat> Philosophically, I can't do it. Here's my deal. I still stand by going at rope drop, jumping out at lunchtime, letting your dude take a nap or swimming. I mean, you're at the Polynesian. You got a wicked awesome pool. And in October, it'll be a great time to swim. Swim, swim and take a nap because you got time for both. Then go back in the evening, stay until park close. I still think, even with Genie Plus, because you could stack them while you're at the pool or while you're napping. I mean, except for when you're asleep, obviously. But I, I still, if you can go at rope drop most days, I still think you get such a huge benefit. You, you get so much more done. I, I think for me mentally, I just don't like to be behind the wave. I don't, Pam, what do you think? Give, give me your thoughts on, am I right or wrong on those things? Because they, her guy doesn't like to get eight to nine. I think he could get up. I don't know. <laughs> So I, I have mixed emotions on this because rope drop is no big deal for my family. Um, we're already up, mm -hmm. so we might as well be at the park or, but I will tell you, there are some days where we're up and we don't go to the park. We'll have a leisurely breakfast or we'll go sit by the pool or whatever. So I see both. And I think like if there's real resistance to it and if it will cause like crabbiness in one or more people in your party, then it may not be worth it. Like no matter how much you get done, if people are crabbily doing it, then that's not much fun. You can be like, we rode 10 attractions in like two hours and true. we all crabby. wanted to punch each other. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had to knock out dead. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, I mean, I think you know you're um, partying the most, so maybe you try it a couple days or something like that and see if that's possible. The fact is you can get so much more done in the morning. You just can, and there's no other way to look at that. But the other fact is that after the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom happens to still be open, you can get a lot done then too. 
or um, you know, as it approaches closing time, you can get a lot done there too, especially if the nighttime shows aren't that important to you. So that's my philosophy. So what do you think, Ricky? I mean, give him some advice. Cause I mean, the, the, the ace in the holes, they got genie plus every they day. Do. That That's they really, do. that's, that's kind of a nice ace to have up your sleeve. They're, they're getting part, it. They're getting it. Obviously they don't yeah. have it yet. And that part is nice. That part will help, especially if they are not looking to do the attractions that are more the headliner attractions, because those are all attractions that have usually a height requirement or things like that, which they wouldn't be doing with their, you know, little ones. So, um, I mean, obviously I, uh, have no problem with going to the park late. Uh, I don't get to the park until like one o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon, and then spend the rest of the time there. But of course you have to remember, I also go a little bit more often than a lot of other people do. So if I miss something, I'm also not like sad about it. So um, I have, you know, if, if, like was Pam was saying, if their little one get is better sleeping in from, you know, you know, until eight or nine o'clock, I feel, like that's probably going to be more beneficial. You know, having a happier baby is definitely going to be something that makes life a lot better for everyone uh, in the long run. So uh, I say, you know, don't wake them up um, and, and sleep in. And, and since you've got Genie Plus, I think you're going to be okay. Um, you know, the, the hardest things to, to get on with, you know, even with Genie Plus are going to be things like, you know, Peter Pan's Flight, um, which is always a difficult attraction to get on. Uh, no matter what um so that's going to be something that you're probably going to have a challenge with even with genie plus but um other than that i think you're going to be just fine i honestly um I, I would do that you know they'll do a bunch of shows probably at places like hollywood studios uh it was kind of like how i i tackled the parks when i was pregnant you know there's you, you you look at the things that you know you can do and the things you know you can't do and obviously at that point i couldn't do a lot of the headliner attractions so some of the parks, there weren't really a lot of things that I could do because, you know, there there was a lot of things that had a height requirement and that's kind of stuff to it. So I, I, I couldn't actually do those things because I, you know, couldn't get on them being pregnant. So um, that's something to look at too. see how many attractions you actually can do at the parks and go from there. Um, that will help you figure out whether you need to get up earlier or whether you can you know, get in a little bit later too. Biggest thing is just read your kid after the first couple of days and adjust yeah, and absolutely. make good choices. And you'll be fine. Yes. You'll be fine. You'll totally be fine. You know. Okay. Last question of the day. Natalie says, Hey Mike, I was listening to your live call-in show and you talked about summer house at Disney Springs. Mm, oh, yes. Actually what I do, Ricky, is I read your articles from the mouse. I class. know you do. Sorry. They've been a little, <laughs> you know, I've been a little busy lately. Uh, well, I'm, I'm getting saying, back to them. I appreciate it when you write those because that gives me my first 10 minutes of the show. When you don't, I'm like, uh, I got to make stuff up. Oh, no, Ricky didn't write anything this week. Yeah. So we talked about Summer House, the new experience coming to Disney Springs. She says, at first, I was thinking it might be a hotel. LOL. It made me wonder if you think they will ever build an actual Disney resort at Disney Springs. I know Saratoga Springs is close, but was wondering if they would do anything else. P.S. Just booked a trip to Disney in August with my mom staying at Coronado Springs. You won't shut up about how amazing it is, so I had to give it a try. Thank you. It is awesome. Just saying. It's pretty sweet. So have fun, Natalie. Okay. Good question, though, right? Because until you go to Disneyland, I don't think you realize it. Like, when you go to Disneyland, if you stay at the Disneyland Hotel, Grand, uh, Grand Californian is in Dis downtown Disney. I mean, I mean, seriously, you can get a room where your balcony overlooks downtown Disney, which is the equivalent of Disney Springs out there. Mm -hmm. Would they ever build a hotel? Like connected to disney spring I, I don't know if like geographically like how the land is that they 
have the room to do it. I think Disney, uh, Saratoga is probably as close as they can get. Don't you think? Yeah. That's what yeah. I think, too. I mean, there's some space over by that um, parking lot, the land park, surface parking, as they call it. Um, but even then, I, I don't know that they will. I think the fact that you can see Disney Springs from Saratoga is probably, you know, really as close as you're going to get. You have that waterway sort of separating it. But there's some really great views, too, from Saratoga looking over at Disney Springs. I think that that's that's one of the good things about staying there. You can just walk over to Disney Springs. And I, I love that, being able to walk into one of the parks or at the Disney Springs area. I think that that's a huge benefit. But I don't know that they'll ever do that. Um, back in the ye olden times of Disney World, they used to call that whole area, like where Disney Springs is and the hotels there, you know, like the Disney Village. Mm -hmm. It was all sort of this part of this whole thing. But even then, nothing really looked over um, mm -hmm. that area at that point in time. They were just all one of the same areas. I will say, like that view from Disney Springs across the waterway over to Disney Springs, or from Saratoga across the waterway over to Disney Springs is one of the low-key, like, best views at Walt Disney World. Like, you don't oh, think for about sure. it. It's gorgeous, especially, like, especially at sunset. Especially the balloon. It, yeah, the balloon and, like, at sunset and sunrise. Yeah. Because I've run there, and, like, I just love running up and down that. Because, like, a Mickey floral right there on the water. I mean, you're not looking at that if you're looking from Saratoga to the water, but you can kind of see it. But, right. man, like, when the sun's coming up or the sun's going down, the boat's going up and down the, the river there, the, the waterway, the, I don't know, it's kind of, like, opens up there. It's almost like a lake at that point. But oh, it's gorgeous. Like it's just it's cool looking. Like you don't think about that as like a view, but it's it's a stunning view. It's awesome. It is. All right. Well, hey, that's gonna do it for today's show. So thanks for all the awesome questions. We got to talk cruise line. We got to talk, you know, Walt Disney World resorts, dining, kids, free days, you know, traveling with little kids, everything today. So thanks for those great questions. We'd love to have you join us next Monday around 545 Eastern as we record the podcast. So it's great to have you here with us on Facebook and YouTube. And don't forget, our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan that next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Just a reminder, Disney Cruise Line, we're helping people plan those uh, cruises for summer of 2024 and earlier at this point, but we can now book uh, summer of 2024. And let me just remind you that when you book a cruise with the Magic for Less, you get up to a 5% onboard credit to spend just like cash during your cruise. And the cruise costs exactly the same as booking directly through Disney Cruise Line. So you'd be kind of crazy to book it on your own. For one thing, we're going to do all the stuff you don't want to have, you know, maybe have the time to do to call Disney Cruise Line for modifications and stuff like that. But you're going to have this credit in your onboard portfolio, in your account when you arrive on board to get some drinks, maybe to do a mixology class, maybe to get a spa appointment, to do, you know, go visit Palo, whatever it is. It's just fun to have some fun money and we'd love to help you with that it's it's our way of thanking you for your support of our agency so just swing by the magic for less today fill out that free no obligation quote form we'll take care of you from there and we'll make sure you have an excellent cruise on top of that as well so again check us out today over at themagicforless.com please also use our amazon affiliate link when you shop online that one extra click supports everything we do it's beourguestpodcast.com slash amazon and please support the show over on patreon you get a bonus show called mike in the midwest every week it's patreon.com Slash be our guest podcast. Thank you so very much to each and every one of our patrons. Uh, give Pam a follow on social media at TMFLT Pam. Ricky's at Ricky Nibs. I'm at be our guest Mike and I'm at Disneyland this week. So give me a follow. I'll be posting all kinds of stuff out there because I'm solo and I'll be taking lots of pictures. All right. We're going to be back again on Friday. We're going to be talking about some of those things at Walt Disney World that we just really, really miss. I've been kind of in this like 
mood lately where I've just been missing some of the stuff from the old days and I just kind of want to talk about it. So we're going to do that on Friday's show and see if you remember some of these things that were there and then gone in the blink of an eye. Because there's some of these things like I'm like, did, did that really happen? Yeah, it did. So we're going to talk about that on Friday. Hopefully bring back some great memories of past trips with your loved ones and uh, have a good time on Friday. So until we get back together again, for Pam and Ricky, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.